What is up guys and welcome back to the Chillin' with Dylan podcast. You're chilling with your host Dylan today and uh, you know I'm just chilling in the van. Uh, I just got some coffees for work tomorrow at Walmart and uh, took a nice shower at the gym like a van life guy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's been a pretty good day. Uh, it was, it's really funny because, like, I don't know. This, this manifesting stuff is getting, like, easier and easier and more fun and interesting and, like, more real. And, uh, I thought it was really funny because there's this guy from work that I see everywhere. Like, I'll go to the store, he's there. I'll go to the gym, he's there. I'll go to, like, Grand Haven at the skate park, he's there. I go to the beach, he's there. Like, everywhere, I see this guy. And, uh, I know for a fact that it's because I believe that I see him everywhere. Um, because literally, like, I was at the gym earlier, I got done showering or whatever, and I get out, and I hear, Dylan! And I look over, and it's this dude. And, you know, I just got done, like, at work with him. And, like, this is the first time I've seen him at the gym, I think. But he's we're both just talking about the fact that we see each other everywhere. And then I, you know, moseyed on over, went to the gas station, cashed in some lotto tickets that I won on. Um, and then I came to Walmart, parked in the parking lot, and for some reason, I was just like, I should go in Walmart, and, like, I knew, like, literally when I said, I'm gonna go in there, like, I knew that there was a reason I was going in there, and, you know, I kind of, I kind of just, like, forgot about it, and I get in there, and... I, I get my little coffees, which it was funny because I was looking at them and like I was like, man, like two fifty for one of these. I wish they were a little cheaper. I picked them up and on the can there's a coupon for if you buy two of them you get a dollar off. And I was buying two anyway, so that worked out. Um, and then you know I'm walking through the store. I see people wearing shirts of you know things I've thought of lately, I see, uh, you know, just things that I've thought of or talked about lately, like scattering the halls of the, of the store, um, and then I'm walking out, and, or not walking out, I was going to the self-checkout, and I see the same dude from the gym that I see everywhere, and I was like, dude, I swear I'm not following you, like, we're just connected in some way and you know I don't try to like you know be like dude we're manifesting this or you know like I used to do that but you know I don't know how people are gonna react to it so I just am like dude we're connected or whatever but I know that it's because I literally you know believe that I see this guy everywhere and I do and it's just it's hilarious, dude. Like, I know 
I know for a fact I'm going to keep seeing him all around, but yeah, I've been just, uh, for my manifesting, I've just been generating the state of everything is always working out for me miraculously, and, you know, anytime I start to worry about something, or like, you know, so, um, like I need money, or I need food, or whatever, I just say, everything is working out for me miraculously. And I feel like the sense of relief I would have if what I was just worrying about was solved. And, dude, like, it's crazy. It's, like, crazy how legit this stuff is. Um, you know, I've literally, I have not paid for food in, like, a week. Like, I... Everywhere I go, I'm just getting free food. Uh, I had, uh, like, four free dinners this weekend. And then I had um, pizza yesterday at work for free. And then today there was pizza as well. But, because I wanted pizza. Like, I literally... What I did was, like, you know, I just, I just play with stuff so I can, you know, understand, like, how I manifest, like, how, how, how do I do it, and, um, so basically what I did, the first time I got the free pizza, what I did was, before I went to bed, I just imagined that I already got pizza, like, I didn't, I don't question how it's going to work out or how I got the pizza. I just know that I have the pizza. And here I was. I was holding it in my hands. You know, like the, the thing is, you don't do anything physically. It's all in your imagination. It's all in your mind. And so what I did was I just, you know, first person view... And it doesn't have to be crazy clear. It ju You just have to have... In my experience, I find that just having one sense involved uh, works. And so basically, I felt like I had a piece of pizza in my hand. Like, I literally felt the texture of it and the grease. Like, I imagined it to the point where I could actually feel the texture and... Mind you, my hands, like, I was laying in bed, like, about to go to sleep. So my hands are just under my blankets. Like, there's obviously no pizza and no greasy crust or anything. But I felt it. Like, I literally felt it. Not with my physical fingers, but with my imaginary hands. And then I put the piece of pizza in my mouth. And I could feel, you know... I could feel like I was chewing it, and I tasted it, and I could smell the pizza, and I just left it at that. I just was like, okay, now I, now I know within the next however long, you know, I don't care how long, I know what I did, and I know that it will result in me eating pizza in the not-so-far future. And then uh, I went to work Monday, and I was about to go to the bathroom and I saw this guy eating a piece of pizza and I was like, huh, that's funny. Like I just, 
I was just imagining pizza last night and I, I keep walking towards the bathroom and one of my friends comes up to me. He's like, hey, there's pizza in the break room if you want any. And I grabbed a piece and I shit you not, like, it looked exactly like the piece that I imagined. And, like, it felt the same and it tasted the same. And I don't know. It was just really interesting. Um... So, I don't know. I've been literally getting so much free food. Like, uh, you know, I, I just keep talking about it, too, to myself. You know, I don't I don't go around like, hey, everybody, I'm getting free food. Like, you know, I just keep making it more and more real. Like, because why not? You know, free food is awesome. And uh, so, basically... There's this guy that I work next to, and he, like, bought some Skittles out of the vending machine, but in order to get them, he had to buy a Butterfinger first, and he's like, hey, man, you want this Butterfinger? I was like, oh, yeah, and then today, he ended up giving me the rest of his M&Ms for no reason, other than the fact that I am getting free food all the time, and then, uh... As I came into work, a lot of this stuff takes place at work because I spend, I spend a lot of my time at work. Um, but anyway, I walked in this morning and I I brought a little cup of oatmeal for my breakfast. But I was like, oh, kind of wish I had like some more food. And I was like, everything's always working out miraculously. Go in the break room, make my oatmeal, and I come out and this dude, I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey. You want any of these granola bars? And he literally gave me like three of them. And I was like, dude, like this is just too fun. Like this is just so fun. You know, just getting getting free food all because I found out that I get free food all the time. Um, yeah, and then the other day I, I needed... Like, I didn't need money, but I wanted a little more, because who doesn't? Um, I think, like, my, my bank account was a little low, and I didn't really want to, like, dip into it. So I wanted to, like, have some cash on hand, and I was like, well, everything's working out for me miraculously. And, you know, I go in to the gas station, and I got some snacks, and then... I just got two $2 tickets, lottery tickets, and I ended up winning 15 bucks and got that in cash. I, I had my cash. Like, it's just so weird. And it it's almost like, you know, you if you're not aware of it, you just think it would happen anyway. Like, all this stuff is just happening because like you know it's just random coincidence but you know like I always say it can't be a coincidence if you know what you're doing and you know what the result is and it happens every single time like there is no way that's a coincidence and nobody can tell me that it is because I've done this same exact process like so many times you know and it's it's not a coincidence, you know, it, it, 
it would be foolish to say that that's a coincidence if there's an obvious cause and an obvious effect with an obvious process like it's crazy and it's very simple all you do is imagine what you would want assume that you have it in your mind you know like with the pizza i assumed that i already have the pizza okay what would it feel like if i if that were true right now as in what would i be seeing what would i be feeling what would i be hearing what would i be tasting what would i be smelling and what would i be feeling like emotionally and you know those are like all those mixed together you know that makes reality all of your senses and all of your emotions and your you know as i'm eating this piece of pizza in my imagination i'm just thinking about how good it tastes and you know feeling you know i'm thinking from the point of me eating a piece of pizza i'm not thinking of eating a piece of pizza i'm thinking as if i am eating that piece of pizza and you know it's that that simple it's that simple uh basically you just subjectively appropriate what you would like make it a subjective fact and then it becomes an objective reality um and that kind of just leads me like into this next part uh so the other day i woke up in the middle of the night and all like i had this one thought just crowding my entire mind and it was if it's true on one level it's true on all levels and at you know at first it didn't really make too much sense you know i i know it had to do with manifestation um or like you know a spiritual truth because you know i think of it as when you're sleeping you're going like into the depths of your being and you're you know you're finding out what's in there and uh um so I came out with that, and today I was kind of thinking about it, and it just kind of hit me, like, okay, that is obviously referring to levels of consciousness, and I realized that whether you're in a waking state of consciousness, or a dream state of consciousness, or you're in like a meditative state of consciousness or having an out-of-body experience there are there is there's this common truth that i am in all of those states i am i exist i am observing it and also in all of those states say if you're in a dream that whole dream is, you know, say if you were to be aware that you were dreaming, you could control the dream. How? By changing what you believe to be true in that dream. Say you realize you're dreaming, you believe you can fly now, and so you can. Your outside circumstances prove that, and... uh so you know there's that truth where you are and your outside circumstances you know what you're observing is 
you know, what's tr what you are saying is true, basically. And, you know, this is true in out-of-body experiences, too. There is this I amness, this, you know, you are there. And whatever, you know, you are the truth in that in that situation you know you're the only thing you can prove that's real in all of these levels of consciousness i am is the truth it says that in the bible too it says i am the truth i am the way i am the life so i am the truth in all of these levels of consciousness and my outside circumstances you know i've had out-of-body experiences i say i am flying Okay, then my outside circumstances, the things that I'm observing, prove me to be correct in my judgments of myself. I say, in a lucid dream, I say, I'm flying. And I am. In an out-of-body experience, I say, I'm flying. And I am. I say, I'm at this place. And I'm at that place instantly. Or... You know, in a meditation, if you have a vision, or like, it, it's almost like a dream state, almost like, but it's like not at the same time. I, I like to just call it a vision, uh, where, you know, you, you actually see things, and it's like you're actually there. So basically, you know, it's, you could say it's like a dream state, but it feels kind of more, like you're more alert of it, I guess, um. But, you know, if you know you're in this vision, you can say whatever you want and it'll be true. And, uh, you know, if it's true on all of those levels of consciousness, why would it not be true on this waking level of consciousness? You know, why it, it wouldn't make sense? You know, truth is, it can't be broken. It's true always, everywhere, all the time. And so, if it's true on all those levels of consciousness, what makes this waking level of consciousness any different? And I'm proving that. I'm proving that to myself, you know. I can't prove to you that, oh, I imagined this thing and then it happened later. You know, you have to find that out for yourself. But I'm just speaking about what I've observed in my life. What laws of the mind you know, what this relationship between mind and matter is, or mind and, uh, you know, experience or whatever, you know. Uh, and I, I'm just finding that, you know, I am the truth. You know, what I say goes in my life, as long as I believe it, as long as I believe in what I'm saying, it is true. And just think of it, just think of it. Is there anything that you... You fully 100% believe that is not true. You know, if it wasn't true, you wouldn't believe it. But I'm trying to tell whoever's listening to this, you know, the outside world is not the truth. The inside world is, and this outside world reflects those truths that we create within ourselves. You know, say, uh, you know... You, you get a first impression of somebody and you think they're an asshole. Well, you're literally, to you, that person is always going to be an asshole until you change your assumption about them. 
but to other people they could be the nicest person in the world or you know whatever so you know it really is like your assumptions even if they're not true at the moment if you persist in them and you you per self persuade yourself into believing them it'll it'll harden into a solid reality you know it's i can't explain how it works i don't care how it works i just know that it does you know and I, you know i i feel like it's just you know, again, that innermost being within you, that inside self, not this physical body, but the thing that's operating this body, that's God. And nothing is impossible to God at all. You know, you don't have to call it God. You could call it source. You could call it the universe. You could call it freaking Donald Trump for all I care, you know, but that that thing in you that can say, I am, you know, that, that thing that can think, that thing that can feel, that thing that can imagine things, that's God. And, you know, we've, we've just, for, you know, when we become a human, we just forget that we're God. And it's like a game. It's like a cosmic a universe game where... You know, God becomes something, you know, smaller and, you know, limited like a human. And it's a game, you know. We, we in reality, can do literally anything. In reality. And by reality, I mean the spiritual world that we come from. And, you know, that we are. We're spiritual spiritual in nature we're not anything physical at all yes we have a physical body but that's not us that's we are the being inside of the body that gives it life we are the life-giving spirit within the body and so we play this game where we just kind of forget all of our powers because just think of it would it be it sounds great and awesome but would it be fun to be in 100% bliss and be completely super powerful like for eternity or would it be more fun to play this game where we you know forget that how powerful we are and experience limitations and death and then uh you know awaken ourselves within ourselves and try to remember who we are and discover that all along we were god and you know we can do all this awesome crazy stuff just by thinking and imagining and feeling you know that's it just by changing how we view ourselves and how we view the world you know it, I, that's way more interesting than just you know the only thing that exists is pure pleasure and bliss and love you know because just think of it, without without a lack of love, how would we know what love feels like? Without problems, how would we know what a solution is? Without death, how could we know what life is, really? You know, so it's this constant, like, game almost of, you know, 
becoming less than we are so that we can become, you know, so that we can overcome the limitations we put on ourselves when we came into this body. And, um, you know, that sounds like more of, more fun, you know, it's, it doesn't seem fun when, when you're in it and, you know, there's struggles and stuff, but with this stuff that I'm talking about, you can overcome anything. Why? Because you are God and I am God. Everyone is God. We're all one being, but we're just branched off into different parts and, um, yeah, I don't know, but I also had another point today. Uh, let me try to find this quote. Hold on. Um, it was a Neville quote, and uh, because I'm I'm in a Discord chat with you know people that are into uh, manifesting, and somebody somebody asked because here's the thing: your self concept. What you say after I am, that's the world you find yourself in, you know. The loveless, they say, nobody loves me. I am not loved. And so nobody does, you know. that Their self-concept is what's expressed. Why? Because you are God and God is everything. So how you view yourself is how you f- view God. And how you view God is how you view everything because everything is God. There's nothing but God. There's only God or mind or source or universe, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. But this person asked, um, how do you know when your self-concept has changed? Which, you know, it's... it It is kind of hard to tell if you don't know, like what that implies if your self-concept has changed. But I found this quote by Neville Goddard from his book, Out of This World. Um, It says, quote, You will know you have succeeded in fixing the desired state in consciousness by simply looking mentally at the people you know. In dialogues with yourself, you are less inhibited and more sincere than in actual conversations with others. Therefore, the opportunity for self-analysis arises when you are surprised by your mental conversations with others. If you see them as you formerly saw them, you have not changed your concept of self. For all changes of concepts of self result in a changed relationship to your world. And then I said after that, basically, when you see yourself differently, you'll see everything else differently. Um... Which I find this to be true. I find this to be very true. Um, so, you know, say say it, I ha- say if I hated myself, you know, I would have that concept of self that I am hated. Not by anybody else. I'm doing it to myself. I, I would hate myself, but when I look at other people, I would think of them you know, say, say like your parents or something. If you feel like you're hated because you hate yourself, you would, uh, when your parents come into your mind or whoever it is, they'd be saying hateful things to you. They'd be saying all these horrible, awful things to you. And, you know, that is a, 
an effect of your self-concept. You don't like yourself, so you think nobody else does either. But, say on the other side, if you loved yourself, if you say, I am loved, or I'm beloved, or, uh, you know, all that, and you truly do love yourself, there'd be no reason for you to think that other people, you know, hate you or whatever. And even if they do, you just ignore it, you know, you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't even waste your time thinking about it because you love yourself. So anything that says I'm not loved is, you know, it's false and it's not valid. You basically just ignore it and take the reality away from it completely. And then in your mind, you know, you'd think of the people that are close to you and you would see them you know, being friendly to you and, you know, being nice to you and lovely to you. And in your world, you'll find that too. And it all comes from how what you put after you say, I am dot, dot, dot. I am is God. And anything after that is what is created. That's it. It's plain and simple. And what I, what I've, come to understand is that you know it truly is you know if you have people in your mind you know forget the physical world forget the people you're arguing with physically what are you doing in your mind what are you doing in your mind because here's the thing if I'm arguing with someone in my mind who am I really arguing with it's not anybody else. There's nobody else in my mind. Yet, the thing is, when there are people in your mind and you're having a conversation with them, you are that person. You are animating that person in your mind. You are making them say those things. So who is really calling you stupid? Who is really saying that nobody loves you? Who is really saying you're a failure? It's not anybody else but you. But since this whole world is yourself pushed out, you know, all the there's only one I am, but it's fragmented into so many parts. Every all Seven or eight billion people on earth are the same person in a different body. From a different point of view with a different structure of mind. And so the people in your world are going to repeat back to you what you say to yourself in your mind all day every day in the form of them. So basically in your mind if somebody is you know. If in your mind you're having a conversation with someone and they say they hate you, it's not anybody else. It's you. You don't like you. You hate yourself. But you use this other person as a symbol of the hatred you have towards yourself. And then in your world, that person does hate you. It's not because they want to. It's because they are compelled to because of your conception of yourself and they they are like the language used they're the symbol of your self-hatred but 
If you become aware of that fact, you'll understand that anybody talking to you in your mind is simply yourself. And once you realize this, you'll start wondering, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I saying these horrible things about myself? Yes, in my mind, there's another person you know, moving their mouth and their voice is coming out, but who's animating it? Who is making that happen? It's not anybody else but you. And once you realize that, you'll you'll be like, why am I, why do I hate myself? Like, what's so bad about me? And, you know, that's when you'll start getting real work done. You know, because you'll realize that If you didn't hate yourself, you wouldn't be having that conversation with that person in your mind at all. Because it's just you. It's just you anyway. In the form of another. Um, And so, you know, you... As soon as you become aware of that, you know... It's like you're shining light in the dark. You know, when you shine a light in the dark, the darkness goes away and all that's left is light. So once you, you know, actually recognize what you're doing in yourself, the problem pretty much fixes itself because you say that's not how it should be. And what you say goes in your mind. You know, what what you allow in your mind, you know, you allow in your world. And so... You know, it it really is all you. And again, if it's true on one level, it's true on all levels. So in your mind, if that seeming seemingly other person, you know, it, it seems like you're actually talking to somebody else. But it's you. It's you. You are the animating principle there. You are the one that is making that happen nobody else is there is no other person making you think that there's no other person you know in your head yelling at you it's all you but you say oh it's that person no it's not it's you there's no other person that exists other than you and no i don't mean oh you're the only physical being in this world no I'm saying that I am, that sense of awareness in me is the same sense of awareness that's in you and in the guy down the street and the guy at Walmart, you know. We're all the same being, but that one being, that that one true I am, which would be every single, you know, conscious being in the universe combined into one that's god that's the true god you know the full whole thing but you know that being is infinite it's infinite it is everything literally it is everything and we are simply one one fragment of that i am but we're still i am we're still god we're just a a chunk of that God. We're not the whole entire thing, but our whole being is 100% God. There's nothing else that exists. Um, and so every single person is you, 
playing a different part, expressing a different aspect of that one I am, that one true God. Every single one of us is a different aspect of the same being. It's just like in your mind, all of these other people exist, but they are simply a symbol of something that exists within you. So you see what I'm saying? When somebody in your mind is bitching at you and they hate you, it's a symbol of something that exists within you. It's an expression of yourself. It's an expression of that hatred you have for yourself, in yourself, created by yourself. But in your mind, it appears as if it's another. It expresses itself in this form. And uh, it, it's so hard to put into words and explain. You know, I could think about it in images all day. But language is so limiting. Uh, you know, it's it really is just weird. But, you know, basically, that person in your mind is you. The one that you're arguing with is you. And... You know, that's reflected in your world. It is 100%. And the thing is, if you change your concept of yourself, if you started to love yourself instead of hate yourself, that conversation with that person in your mind would, would change. If you truly changed your self-concept, that conversation with that person in your mind would change. Because it wouldn't be natural for them to be yelling at you if you love yourself. Because in your mind, that is your kingdom. That is your kingdom. And all of the people in, in that mind of yours, they obey you implicitly. They will do whatever you want them to do because they are you. They're simply echoing back those deep truths about yourself to yourself. They're letting you know what you're doing to yourself because they are you. And so when you change your self-concept, that will just naturally change. And I promise you, there will be a change in your world too. A physical change. Why? Because this whole world you find yourself in is a mirror. It's a reflection of you. Why? Because we're God and God is everything. And whatever you're focused on in your mind, that, that's a part of yourself that you're focusing on. And if this is a reflection of you, you're going to start seeing different things in your world, in your physical experience. It's going to be different. Now, I don't know if all that makes too much sense, but I hope it does. I hope you really... You know, grasp that and understand it because, you know, then you realize that there's nobody against you but yourself. There's nobody oppressing you. There's no opposing force other than yourself. Even then, that's not an opposing force. That's just the force you're choosing to work with. That's what you want. You know, and it's not, it's not because you really want that thing. It's just because you're not aware of 
what you are doing in your mind. You know, we get distracted by things. We get caught up in appearances, you know. All of these things distract us and, you know, we don't pay attention to what's going on in us. But as you start paying attention to what's going on in you, you'll realize that, you know, you can make that inner world of yours whatever you want and feel your make yourself different inside and that's going to be reflected you know you can't stop it it's it it's impossible to stop it because why because you are god we're all god and god is the only creative power in the entire it's the only thing that exists so what else can create other than god you know when when you get distracted by outside things or you say oh this thing outside of myself will make me happy you know it's a false god it's a false idol you're saying this thing has some kind of creative power but you know you are the only being in the universe that has any creative power whatsoever. But you see, when you reach for something outside of yourself, say, when I was doing drugs a lot, you know, I said, oh, drugs will make me happy. Well, the thing is, they did, temporarily. But what was happening is I believed that they would make me happy. I put my power of belief into those drugs. I said, these will make me happy. And I believed it. I believed it 100%. And so I'd take the drugs, they'd make me happy. But then once the drugs went away, my happiness went away. Because I said, I will only be happy when I do drugs. And you see, that was all self-created. That was all self-created. Now, you know, I don't need a drug to be happy. Why? Because I just believe I'm happy anyway. I just believe that I'm happy on my own without assistance from anything else. And I am. You know, I'm, I'm very happy just being. You know, I don't need anything else to be happy. And, you know, it it's really... It's just really cool. But uh, I think I'm going to get this episode cut off. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. I know it helped me, you know, improve a lot. And I don't know. It just feels good to, like, have revelations like that. But anyway, uh, I got the Reddit page up still. r slash Conscious Creation Club. And I got the Anchor Listener Support Uh in the Spotify bio, but until next time, have a good time, and peace!